Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Thursday, February 11th. S&P futures are rallying 11 points. That's about 30 basis points. NASDAQ futures are outperforming. They're up 65 points. That's about 50 basis points. The major European indices are up about 30 to 40 basis points overall. You are seeing outperformance in autos, industrials, tech, healthcare, utilities. You are seeing underperformance in Europe in energy, real estate, insurance, banks. There were a ton of earnings out in Europe this morning. Uh, I'm not going to go through all of them. You are seeing some relatively large moves based on those reports. Uh, Uniball, Rodamco, Westfield, the large mall operator that trades in Europe that has properties around the world, that stock is down over 10% um, after it came out and said it will not pay a dividend for the next three years. Um, otherwise, you're seeing you know mixed reactions to a bunch of earnings in Europe. Asia was pretty much closed across the board. So you had Japan, mainland China, Taiwan, and Korea were all closed for various holidays. Hong Kong had a half session. So you know, Asia essentially shut down overnight, which is making for a very slow and quiet morning as far as news is concerned. Um, you know, Again, just surveying the US market looking out uh, ahead of the Thursday session, it's Groundhog Day once again. So um, you know, it's, it's the same theme, the, th- the same narrative, just continuing to place upward pressure on stocks. Stimulus, vaccines, earnings, those are the three pillars of this rally. They've been driving things for months. They remain very much in place. Um, So you had Powell come out Wednesday afternoon, gave a speech uh, to the New York Economics Club, um, adamantly defended the present policy framework of zero rates and $120 billion a month in quantitative easing, um, was quite somber and cautious about the outlook for the labor market. Um, just talking about how the labor market is a lot weaker than the statistics suggest. You can go through all the, you know, you can go through the speech yesterday. I have highlights of it in the piece this morning. Um, you know, essentially, again, pushing back very hard on a lot of this talk that um, Fed policy is too accommodative right now, suggesting that he sees no need to change that framework for a very, very long time. Um, that's not to say the market will not have taper anxiety. I still think that you are going to see. Nominal growth firm, including real growth and inflation over the coming months, that will create some um, you know, chatter in the market about the Fed tapering, and that will probably create some anxiety um, for equities, but that's not going to come until the spring or the summer. But nevertheless, you know, Powell very much pushed back on uh, talk about tightening Fed policy, and he received um, you know, some support with the CPI out yesterday morning in the US that was relatively soft. Um, you know, again, just kind of relieving, I think, some of the inflation concerns. Nothing new on the U.S. fiscal negotiation front. Remember, this is a process that will play out over the coming weeks. I don't think you need to pay a lot of attention right now to all the minutia in the House. House Democrats are moving forward um, with their version of the Biden bill. You're probably going to see a lot of votes take place the week of February 22nd. Um, you know, again, I think what is being um, drafted right now in the House will not be able to pass the Senate. Um, will not be able to get 50 votes in the Senate. So you're going to have to see some revisions. I think, again, the bottom line on all this is that you should see something worth um, 1.5 to 1.7 trillion back on Biden's desk for him to sign into law around the middle of March. That's the approximate expectation. So far, things are playing out according to that plan. On the COVID front, again, nothing all that new, but in the US, news flow remains um positive for markets. So transmissions and hospitalization figures continue to recede. Vaccination numbers continue to rise and lockdown restrictions continue to ease. So I think you know a notable one was Cuomo coming out yesterday and talking about how New York state arenas and stadiums could begin accepting people back um, in, a, in the coming weeks before the end of February, albeit in a very, very limited fashion. 
Um, but again, I think just psychologically, markets are very sensitive to New York, New York City, um, you know, reopening lockdown headlines. And so that was, um, you know, that is just the latest example of lockdown restrictions being eased. It's certainly a different situation internationally, especially in Europe, where, um, you know, you are seeing politicians stay very cautious with lockdown restrictions. Um, and the numbers aren't necessarily falling as much as they are in the U.S. But in the U.S., COVID remains a tailwind. Um, on the earnings front, you know, I went through some of the European figures. There were a lot out in the U.S. last night, too. Again, not going through all of them. We're at the stage in the season now where these companies are generally small um, and they're not impacting the broader narrative. So that that's the takeaway for all the names out last night. But there were a lot. I have specifics on every one of them in the piece this morning. So be sure to check all of them out. I think your conclusion on the Q4 earnings season is still the same as it's been. Um, you know, Numbers are very strong, coming in n- nicely above expectations. The 2021 and 2022 EPS forecasts are being pushed higher as a result. We're largely done with Q4 earnings. We're now moving into the January end season. Cisco kicked things off this week. You have a ton more that hit over the coming weeks, including Walmart that is out next week. Um, but you're essentially finished for the most part with the big Q4 reports, um, with the exception of probably Disney tonight. They're they're usually the last big calendar quarter company to come out. They will hit after the close today. Um, so all again, as far as macro news is concerned, it's, it's very much more of the same. Um, I don't think people should be searching for kind of a that specific headline every morning that's continuing along with the same, with driving uh, a continuation of the price action. It's a lot of the same themes. Um, for the Thursday calendar, not much on it as far as macro news is concerned. You do have some more earnings. You also have a PayPal analyst meeting that starts at 11.30 a.m. And then on the earnings front, you have Kellogg, uh, Pepsi, uh, this morning are probably the big ones. And then after the close, like I said before, you have Disney. You also have a firm, which is its first report as a public company, and Expedia. So those are the main headlines uh, for this morning. Just one final thing to note, there was an article in the FT talking about how Microsoft made an approach to buy Pinterest. Um, so that would have been a $50 billion plus deal. The article also mentions how Microsoft is looking to accumulate a portfolio of um, you know those types of network companies that I could then place onto its Azure cloud platform. So Pinterest right now is run on Amazon Web Services. The article implies Microsoft um, you know is looking to kind of buy some of those big marquee names to move it onto Azure. So not clear where the talks stand. It says that they're not presently taking place in the FT article. The story has not been reported anywhere else this morning or confirmed in any other media source. Um, but that's just one other item getting a lot of attention today. So that is everything for Thursday morning. Thank you for listening.